This episode is sponsored by all of the money that should have gone into marketing God's Not Dead 3. Because nobody even knew that it was coming out, so they gave all the money to me. Thanks, guys. Hello, and welcome back to the Bargain Bin Movie Podcast, where today we're going to try not to take four and a half hours to record this, or <laughs> or for this whole thing uh, to not end up with a four and a half hour recording also. We've already spent, what, like an hour trying to get situated and everything? Yeah, more like short five minutes to be an hour, yeah. Yeah, so that's great. So, my name is Gabriel Rodriguez. I'm your host. With me is Susan. How you going? How's it going, Susan? Doing pretty good. Yeah, real good. Susan is the reason that we're reviewing the God's Not Dead trilogy this week. Would you say that this is your favorite franchise, like movie franchise of all time? Uh, No. Wow. What's your favorite? High School Musical. Okay. <laughs> We've thought about doing that for the podcast too, because Susan, I watched all of those with, with Susan as well. I won't say you made me watch them, but... We kind of traded Star Wars for High School Musical. Oh, that's true. Right. Oh, so we should really, we should do that for the podcast. Yeah. By the way, he came up with four and a half hours because that was my prediction when we started this. Right. Because stuff just always ends up happening. I'm like, oh, wait, I, got, I forgot this. Oh, wait, oh, gotta I got to go do this. this. Oh, wait. And we have three movies. So it's like, <laughs> Let, uh, we'll see how it goes. This will be an experience. Yeah. Uh, we're charting new territory here. <laughs> um, okay. So something that I wanted to do was go to IMDb and just say, like, the summary of the movie as as we go along just to kind of just to kind of break things up so god's not dead a college professor mr radisson's curriculum is challenged by a new student josh who believes that god exists incredible he believes that god is not dead and cannot find it within himself to write on a piece of paper that god is dead and why why did he why did he feel like he should defend God in philosophy 101? Do you remember? Because I thought that his reason was kind of weird. Uh, I can't say that. I really, I was going to say because he felt like God would want him to. Right, exactly. Okay. And I'm just like, would he though? Would, uh, well, God would want story? you to argue for him. Have you heard this story about the chalk? No. What's the chalk a professor story? very similar to Radisson. This was a real life story, though. Um, mm-hmm. Had a piece of chalk, and every time somebody said that God existed, he said, "Well, if God exists, he can prevent this piece of chalk from breaking when it hits the ground." And he drops it from that standing position, and of course, the chalk would always break. And so he had this reputation. And eventually, one kid, like, because most people wouldn't even challenge him because they knew this chalk challenge was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And one kid who was like Josh in this movie said, no, God exists. I believe in him. He, you know, so he goes, well, if that's the case, then when I drop this piece of chalk, it won't break when it hits the ground. So he drops the chalk. Well, instead of it falling like it normally does, it accidentally bumps something and rolls down his pant leg and lands perfectly fine on the floor, (laughs) unbroken. Wow. So because of that, the kid got to, the professor, of course, left very ashamed, and the kid got to share the salvation message with class. Hmm. And that was a real-life story. Okay. Well, that was a good story. They should have made a movie about that. (laughs) That would have been good. (laughs) 
okay. All right. I see what you're saying there, but the and so I, I guess I kind of went back and forth on that. On uh, when he first says that to his girlfriend, oh, I, I just feel like someone would, or that God would want someone to defend him, and and then it wasn't until later that he tells somebody that, oh, I think of Jesus as my friend. I think he tells the Asian kid that, mm-hmm. and that actually makes sense. Like if you think, you know, right. If he was like convicted to do it, that's a little different than just choosing to do it because you think that God would want him to defend him in philosophy. One on one, go to war for God. And what doesn't, yeah, that kind of personal conviction would make way more sense. Right. Which he didn't quite, they didn't really say, yeah, establish that at all. Yeah. So it was kind of just a weird mishmash of, uh, why is he doing this? Like your character's motive, your main character, which I I feel like Josh is supposed to be the main character. Your main character's motivation should be clear, you know? So that was, that was a problem that I had. The other huge problem that I have is that it just, is Josh the main character? Is that the main storyline? Yeah. Okay. You can't tell because the, (laughs) that's fair. There, there's, he and like Pastor Dave have about the same screen time, and Pastor Dave's like whole his contribution to the main plot is a lot of the story. A lot of the other stories intersect with his, and because like he's a pastor, and they go to him for guidance and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I feel like either he should be more of a side character that helps Josh along. Which, which he, he doesn't. He literally gives him that one time advice, and that's the only time they see each other. Right. Which he doesn't exactly, and or Pastor Dave should be the like Nick Fury that sees everybody and talks to everybody, and all the other stories kind of filter through him. You know. Yeah. Or at least transition to him, through him or something. Like he should be either a plot device to unite everybody, or he should be the main character, and that's not what happens. So, and I'm not, I haven't done all of the, the homework, but like, does, what's the Professor Radisson's girlfriend's name? Mina. Mina. Okay. Does Mina meet Josh? Say, just say Josh is the main character. No. Okay. Does her story with Professor Radisson affect what we're going to call the main conflict, which is Professor Radisson versus Josh? Well, her life is affected by it. Because? Because that's what they argue about at the dinner party and then what they're talking about when she walks up and breaks up with him. Spoiler! <laughs> yeah, we're going to spoil all of these. It's been out forever. The... <laughs> the... But were they broken up anyway? She's an atheist. Or he's an atheist. She's a Christian. They, they might have eventually, but I think that this particular scenario sped up the process i think she'd have been more just riding along for a while had this not happened because i think josh inspired her to be like god's not dead why am i with this guy does josh talk to her no okay but professor radisson is always talking about this kid who's defying him in class and right okay so it brings up the conversation of god yes between them a little bit like it kind of yeah 
adds a little fuel to the, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay. That makes sense. But I feel like that's a pretty small, like he affects her, but if he's the A storyline, it should be the other way around. Like all of the other storylines should be in service of the main storyline. Well, I think because he lost her, that is part of the reason that he was trying so hard to get her back at the end and possibly get saved. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, because she's, she's the slap in the face, whereas Josh just was, is some punk kid that he still doesn't like. And yeah, Josh might have brought up all these things, but someone that you love and care for is going to make way more of an impact than some random person that even if the random person gives you all the facts, the person you love with their one little fact is probably going to affect you way more. Right. Okay. Interesting. I feel like it wasn't framed that way. Whenever she, because I agree with you, but they make her a main character whenever they transition back to her. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. it doesn't filter through Professor Radisson. Like, all of her scenes are That's shared true. with him. Like, she has her own A storyline. Right. <laughs> like, that's my thing with this movie. Everybody has their own A storyline, and a lot of them don't intersect with the main storyline. Some of them don't at all. Uh, a lot of them, you have to take, like, one step to get there, uh, or they all are at the concert at the end or going to the concert where they die on the way or save somebody, you know. Right. Uh, save somebody's salvation on at the end or whatever. I feel like the only one that didn't, like, truly either one step or or interact directly at all. interact was the Dean Kane story. Because right. that was I mean he was technically Mina's brother. Mm-hmm. So he was related to her. Right. And she's the reason he went to see the lady with Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. But the Alzheimer's portion and the Dean Kane portion, none of that had to do with the main right storyline. And Except so, that he didn't think God was real. <laughs> right. And he was connected by his girlfriend, like, covering the story, and his sister being the girlfriend of the guy the in professor. the main story. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and the first time seeing this, you're like, okay, wait, he's related to her because of this. And it, it, even just now, I've seen it probably three or four times. I just watched it last week and I'm still like uh, struggling to remember how he's connected to the story at all. So that's my main issue with this movie is as a movie, it doesn't have a very good script. That's so like the story is not uh, very well structured and, but you like it more as a, like a fuel for yeah, your Yeah, it like faith, builds me I up. Guess. It, it's very encouraging to me. One of my f- favorite scenes from this movie is the last interaction between Josh and the professor. When Why do you hate God? That, that whole thing. But it's really not that portion of it. It's the part where Josh is giving his side before the professor steps in. His part about um, moral absolutes and... Uh, just the, his defense. I really appreciate that because um, before this movie came out, shortly before, like maybe a year, I read Mere Christianity for the first time. I still have to read Maybe that. the only time. 
Mm-hmm. That, that's a <laughs> that's a tough read for anyone listening. Um, it's a very small book, though, right? It's a very small book. It's like twelve chapters or something. Right. So we still but recommend it's very. It. Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> I, I definitely recommend this book. Um, but you might want to take one chapter a week and really digest what it says because it's very uh, like pithy and dense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very. I after I read each chapter, I actually wrote a paragraph of what the chapter said because I didn't think I wasn't sure I even processed what it said right. So I would like write my own summary of what the chapter said. That way I could remember it. Right. And that was probably my biggest. Oh, I can't find the word that I'm looking for. Aha moment. When it comes to yeah, those are really good. Um, for <laughs> defending Christianity was reading that book. And so when I went to see God's Not Dead, I had seen the trailers or whatever, and I was like, I wonder if he's going to talk about this, and I wonder if he's going to talk about moral absolutes. Because moral absolutes in mere Christianity is one of the chapters, and it just hit me really hard. It was one of my favorite defenses. And so when he talks about that, I just get so excited. I think it brings me back to that first time that I saw it, and I was like, yes, he talked about it. Right. And so I think that's part of the reason that I like it. Um, I might have a little teeny bit of sentimental value value to it. it. And then it always stirs me up because I'm like, yeah. And I start remembering a little bit of what, mere christianity talked about and if anybody knows an atheist i would just encourage them to read mere christianity to for the christian to tell the atheist to read it or to, yes for the christian well both to, of them to read okay. it i mean it'd be really helpful if the christian read it too but right. i'm saying if an atheist reads mere christianity and still an atheist i just don't know how right that could be a thing i feel like one of the movies is like yeah if we I think it's the second one actually that says that you know here's all the evidence uh you know we can give you all the evidence and if after that you still don't believe then you you know no amount of evidence is going to be ever be enough sufficient yeah yeah, yeah i feel like that was one of the people who they brought in to testify yes. that was cool some of that's cool but we're not there yet right um <sighs> okay so that's why god's not dead the first one is actually in like my top five of movies that I like to watch. Okay. That makes sense. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I can relate to that. Cause you know, princess bride isn't the best movie ever, but it's just so much fun and I have good memories with it. So, right. There you go. Uh, I did notice this time when we watched God's not dead and then we watched the, re- the other ones as well, especially after watching, we actually watched the, third one before we watch the first and second one in this particular order mm-hmm. for the podcast watch the third one for the first time and then rewatch yeah, the other we watch the other ones. like ah, i might as well yeah <laughs> so but when we watched them that way i noticed i felt like the first one was more choppy because it's just like visually i don't know if it was mm. because the stories do what you're talking about how that you don't like mm-hmm. but it just seemed less put together than the other two to me cinematically okay you, but you think that's like a camera thing but i you, thought it was a camera like production thing yes mm-hmm. like because you when you said when you said that you thought that the first one had like the worst production value i 
heartily disagree with you. <laughs> I mean, not heartily. I probably just don't know the definition of each word that I'm trying to use. Okay. Well, because the, the camera work in the first one is probably the best. And, like, the quality of the cameras that they have also okay, yeah, seems see, to be the best. Okay, yeah, that's not what I was talking about. I'm just talking about, like, the flow of the movie and the way it was put together. That's either the editing or the... Okay, editing. The, like, script itself, how it jumps back and forth. Like, because I... Because I didn't make the movie, I can't tell where the, the choppiness comes from. It could have been from the actual script, or they might have done that in editing. Right. So, uh, let's just say it's the story, because that would... The story can be affected by editing or by the script, so... Yeah. Let's just say that it's the, the story is really choppy. Okay, that makes a whole lot more sense. Yeah. I mean, I like... I love all the characters, and I love how they kind of intersect throughout mm-hmm. it. But I did notice, because we had talked about it before we watched it this time, that I just felt like it was a little bit choppy. Right. And I'd never thought about it before. It just seemed like a cheaper movie than the other two. Because I think because of that. Right. That makes sense. Okay. Um, I just had a eureka moment. (laughs) Sometimes, Sometimes movies are better as TV shows. And I feel like this movie would have been better as a kind of anthology one season TV show where because you could have just go like from character to character yeah, exactly. like a soap opera type thing sure I mean you could go back and forth between characters between episodes and you know devote an episode to each one and the the fact that they all live in the same universe quote unquote is it doesn't matter right and it as long as each story like it won't detract from it like like it does here because you're like, what's the point of them all being in the same movie if their stories bar- barely interact or affect each other? But in a TV show, you could just pitch it as an anthology that all has kind of the same theme. I will say I think that the whoever wrote it's probably point with all the different characters and stuff is they all had the same point to them. Exactly. They might not have all interacted, but they, the whole thing was every single person was trying to establish for themselves, is God dead or alive? Right. And that's something I hadn't really thought about until <laughs> you and I started to watch it. <laughs> right. Really? Really. You didn't get that that was everybody's I didn't point, think about it. I just okay. I just never I don't think about I like the movie, so I just don't think about right. all the complicated. Right. That <laughs> What's makes the sense. point of this person? Or right. Why did they put this person there? See, yeah. See, that's why. I and your favorite <laughs> move, like your favorite scene from that movie is, in my opinion, the character that wasn't necessary. Which one? Dean Kane. Oh, yeah. Okay. So my favorite, uh, my favorite scene, yeah, is uh, Superman going to see. Is that his mom? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Dean Cannon goes and, and sees his mom who has dementia. And she's sitting there catatonic, just staring into space. And he's uh, <laughs> he's sitting in the background, like, looking at her. She's not looking at him. They're, like, looking at right angles to each other. And uh, just in the shadows, like, <laughs> why? <laughs> but... Um, just like like a villain or something and he's just like kind of just musing to himself like i'm the worst person that i know and i have the best life and you're the best person that i know and you have dementia like why and the 
his mom like snaps out of it for a second, which I kind of have a problem with, but we'll get to that in a second. She snaps out of it for a second and just delivers this amazing gut punch. Like the devil sometimes just leaves you alone because he doesn't want hardship to end up turning you toward God. And so sometimes he will just leave you alone. And I'm like, that's amazing. That was, that was like exactly what that guy, I mean, maybe it wasn't what he needed to hear, but I feel like that's a pretty good explanation for his situation and for his question. And it just left him speechless. Like, I love it when the like quippy jerk guy is just left speechless. That was my favorite part in Infinity War that like Spider-Man said something. No, Mantis said something incredibly stupid and Tony Stark didn't know what to say. That was like my favorite part. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I just love that part. But uh, I'm pretty sure that's not how dementia works is my thing about that scene. (laughs) Like you... When you have dementia, uh, the when a person has dementia, the, the person remembers things from, you know, their childhood, their, like, formative moments. They remember things that are tied to emotion, I think, and, like, muscle memory. But, like, my grandma forgot who I was most of the time. Like, she couldn't remember my name ever. She figured, from I think, from context that I was her grandkid, but couldn't really remember much else you know, about me. And, and, uh, even just like, uh, in the early stages, she would go uh, through a whole litany of all of my other like male relatives before she got to my name, if she got to my name, which we, we, we gave her, you know, a hard time about that. And it was fun, uh, before we knew she had dementia, (sighs) but yeah, so that's, that's my, that's my problem with that scene. Do you, uh, disagree, agree, care. I disagree a little bit. Like, I definitely don't have a problem with the scene. I have known a couple p- people who've had, like, uh, dementia or Alzheimer's or things that affect their memory. And I feel like they have had, like, their their faith-based commentary... Mm-hmm. is always still spot on. I don't know if that's like the Holy Spirit, like, because, I mean, you're born again, so, and they're saved, so maybe that's, like, part of being a Christian, like, even if you lose your mind, you're not... Or lose you lose your memory. Yeah, yeah. you didn't uh-huh. lose... Oh, yeah, you lose your memory, you didn't lose your mind. Right, right. Uh-huh. So, and you didn't lose the Holy Spirit, so he's still... Right, so I feel like that wasn't completely unrealistic. Right. And it's definitely, as we will probably talk about later, could just be labeled as a God moment. <laughs> right. And I was like, that's cheating. Because you brought that up before. And I'm like, that's cheating. Like, I understand. It could have been the Holy Spirit. But they didn't mention that in the movie. So that's just headcanon. Uh, yeah. You don't so. mention on a regular basis when it's a God moment, though, even in real life. But so. they didn't. Not, that's not what I mean. Like, they didn't frame it that way they didn't communicate that to the audience so that's just headcanon at this point what is this (laughs) yeah i don't know uh okay so just a a few nitpicky things uh real quick and then hopefully we'll be able to move on (laughs) (laughs) they were together josh and his girlfriend were together for six 
freaking years. And she broke up with him because he was going to possibly fail a class, like put himself in danger of failing a class or something. Like, And he like, and she like breaks up with him right after he buys her the most romantic gift ever. Yeah. He was a really good boyfriend. I mean, he was a great boyfriend. <laughs> like, dude, you can come to my house any day. I know, right? Wow. I actually, the only character that I don't like in the whole movie is the girlfriend. I don't like her. I think she's a bad actress in this particular movie. Not mm-hmm. in general, but just in this movie. I think her she's not. It's not well done mm-hmm. and pointless, except to show, except to make it so his family is actually not in it, and just show that everyone is disapproving. Right. But it, it's just like, yeah, six years. That's just a weird. That's a it should have been a lot time. shorter than that, considering they were freshmen in college. They yeah. should have been like. I, I was like, maybe junior year of high school mm-hmm. when when we were watching it. I was like, that means they like grew up together, right? They that's like half not not half your life, like a third your life at that point, like and half of the life that you remember. And considering how she made it sound like her parents were against Josh so much, she's like, my parents were right about you, <laughs> you know. Um, I just don't so feel like dope. she would have gone with him to college like she wouldn't have redone her entire life to go to the same college as him mm. if her parents were so against it this doesn't seem like she would like been. She, her, she's she's more logical thinking than that or, mm-hmm. i i always figured that the college that they're at wasn't like leagues below the college that she could have gone to like it wasn't that much of a step down it was just a little bit of a workaround maybe yeah, that's what I always figured, but you're probably right. I mean, it just sounded like the parents were so against this, and she went with it anyway, but she wasn't willing to put up with one little thing that he stood up for. Right. Which wasn't even bad. Right. And he would... I mean, she didn't God know honoring. That, right. And she didn't know that Professor Radisson was going to try to get him to, or try to keep him out of law school. You I mean, know? He probably told her that, but I don't know. Not in the movie. Doesn't count. Right. Okay. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So that was dumb. Um, the atheist lady is listening to Hawk Nelson in one of her scenes, and that is <laughs> that was just, just funny. retarded. That's the only song they could get the rights to. Right. I figured. But come on. <laughs> like classical music is free. She's the kind of oh, person yeah. that would listen to that. Yeah, probably. Come on. Give me a break. They CGI'd Aisha's brother's face when he was crying. I saw that. I noticed that the first time. The tear? He was red in the face, and the tears streaming down his face. Really? It was all CGI. Really? Yeah. He looked like a cartoon character. Now that, like, I've seen good CGI. <laughs> huh. Like, I probably hadn't when I first saw this movie. Yeah. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to watch it again. Yeah, you should. It's ridiculous. Like, you couldn't even, like, just have him. Oh, and as a first-time watcher... The fact that Mina and Aisha look so similar is yes. very confusing. Oh, it's so annoying. Very confusing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen it enough times that I definitely know who each person is, but it's just like that. Absolutely. Don't ever cast two people that look so similar. Well, that don't have any scenes together. Right. I mean, yeah, that would help if they would have had scenes together. They have no scenes together, and they have about the same screen time. And, like, sim- I don't know. They don't have similar arcs, really. No. But 
I just, yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. that sounds bad, but like that is also my experience. The first time watching it, I was like, wait, which brown girl is that? And it's like watching uh, British television, really, because they always do that in British television. What? Cast? The cast people that look the same and they have similar na- character names. And it's like, who is this person? I have no idea. <laughs> right. Wow. Amazing. Don't watch British television, apparently. <laughs> my parents uh, do. Unbelievable. Um, let's see. I want them. So Josh says, I want them to have a choice. Like, I want the, the class to have a choice. And this is this is actually not a bad thing. It's just a kind of a commentary on it. That, yeah, a lot of atheists want people to have a choice, too. Like, not everybody wants to rule the world and rule everyone's minds. So I just wanted to bring that up. I think he just wanted to be able to have the choice for the class even because Professor Radisson was saying, you have to say God is dead in order to be in my class. Exactly. I'm just saying that people on both sides want people to have a choice or don't want people to have a choice. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. So for the purposes of this movie, Josh is the hero. So he's the one that wants people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. everybody boos the atheists at the end. Uh, in the the concert scene, they're like, "Oh yeah, Professor Radisson and Josh had a had a thing." And you know, do you remember this part? Yeah. And so when they somebody is saying they don't call that, him by name though. Whatever. There's, um, right. there's right, right, right. a student here and a professor. Right. And they're saying that God's not or that God is dead or something like that, and they start booing what it seems like booing the atheist. Totally. Yeah. So. I would have done the same thing. Oh, I, no, Every, mm-hmm. I mean, that would have been fun. Right. No, I get it. But in the movie, if like, cause people argue that Christian movies are like an evangelization tool that completely cuts your leg off. If you're <laughs> <laughs> booing the people you're trying to evangelize. Hmm. That's, I don't feel like an atheist would go see this movie. No, absolutely. No, I, mm-hmm. you're right. But if that is people's like, one of their uses for Christian movies, this is really hindering that. Mm. I agree. Uh, atheists, no, atheists don't want to watch Christian movie movies. It'll be a, I mean, they know, they'll know going in, they'll be pitted as the bad guy. Right. So. So. Right. Not a great plan. Uh, yeah, the whole thing is not a great um, evangelization tool, but that just makes it worse. Uh, the text thing at the end is cheesy. I get I it. it was so it's funny. fine. That's why they got a second movie. Yeah, probably. It really is. I really, I think that it was genius like marketing. A marketing. Yes. <laughs> Where was that marketing for the third one? I don't know. We'll talk about that in a second. So, uh, Pastor Dave is very reluctant. It's almost annoying. Like he is annoying. He's a pastor, and the. The other pastor, Pastor Jude, Reverend Jude, is constantly like, God is good. God's got it. It's everything's fine. Stop being a Debbie Downer. It's like, I mean, the whole point of his character is he doesn't feel like he's doing anything that great for the kingdom Mm -hmm. because he's with his missionary friend for his whole portion. Um, So I can understand that. I mean, there are definitely times in my life where I feel like I'm not doing anything and other people will be like, no, you're a great influence. You know, you're doing this, you're doing whatever. And you're just like, no, I'm not. Right. And that's probably where he was, but it just kind of, it does seem a little over the top. It's just like, (laughs) really dude. Right. He's just like, he has no faith and doesn't want to. And he doesn't improve. Do anything. Right. 
to the next one. No, he doesn't. I mean, doesn't he's improve. worse in the second one. <laughs> and he definitely doesn't improve at all in this movie. Uh, yep, I said the thing about dementia. And, okay, so last thing I have. I would have done the same thing, yelling at the atheist and trapping him in his own emotions and whatever. Uh, so I'm not saying that I'm, like, better than Josh, but still not a great plan. <laughs> like, this is like Why do you hate God? Yeah. Why do you hate God? Why do you hate him? And he's like, because he took everything from me. And then he's like, checkmate. How can you hate someone who doesn't exist? It's like, okay. All right. And then Professor Radisson says, you haven't proven anything. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Josh, you didn't prove Jack Squat. You freaking law student. <laughs> well, to me, he proved that the atheist believed in God. Right. That is true. Which, so he did prove something. Mm-hmm. Okay, he proved that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Which was really the whole point of the class. He's telling everyone to say that God is dead, and yet the professor himself believes that God is alive and exists. Interesting. He, I feel like he was trying to prove that God exists in the first place, and then ended up proving that the atheist believes that God exists, so which what's the point Which should prove kind of to an extent that god exists because the the guy that's saying that he doesn't exist is even believes he exists interesting yeah I'm, well i mean the the class has no reason to say god is dead anymore because even the teacher believes in god right so that is helpful as an evangelization tool not helpful and as a, I just don't feel like this movie is it's an not. evangelization tool. It's more like what I was saying, where it just builds a Christian up. Like this is what. Well, good. I'm glad you feel how. that way. I'm glad you feel that way because I, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I admire Toby Mac for like saying that uh, Christian music most of the time is for the body. Like it's to build up the body. It's not an it's evangelization not an evangelization tool. tool. Right. right. It's yeah. Because to keep a lot of people encouraged. think that it's not. Like it's, or that it is an evangelization tool and it's not. No, it's not. Yeah. I mean, that's not how I use it. <laughs> right. It just doesn't make any sense because atheists don't want to listen to it. So. They don't get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, and so the, the, it's not even a great like learning tool. Like you can't use this on anybody other than Professor Radisson specifically. Like you can't use the, that would only work in that situation where you, yell down the atheist into saying that he actually believes in God and then get the whole class to recant that God's not dead or God is dead or whatever. Right. Yeah. So. I mean, he did have a little bit of inside information that the class didn't have because he did find out. Right. I'm like, that's so underhanded. That's, that's like, that's cheating. That's, uh, it's mean. Oh, because the professor wasn't cheating. Oh, that's true. It's true. But he's the bad guy. Mm Mm-hmm. Josh is the good guy. He's the hero, so he's not allowed to cheat. Mm. Okay, that's all that I have for God's Not Dead, the first one. Anything else that you would like to say? We're 30 minutes in, so this isn't yes. so bad. <laughs> um, I I think we covered it. I think it was pretty good. Okay. Oh, I was going to ask you how annoyed you are about the whole Newsboys thing, because that kind of ties into the next one. Interesting. <laughs> what, which part of the Newsboys thing? Like Any the, of it. Like, what do you like or not like about it? Uh, their scene with the reporter in the first one is kind of like, hey, these guys are definitely not actors. <laughs> uh, true. I like the drummer. He's funny. He, I love him. Yeah. 
uh, I don't know. He's like a. Mm -hmm. That's I didn't even know that before you told me that he was from the original Newsboys like lineup. The only one left, I believe. Amazing. Yeah, I like him. Uh, Michael Tate's kind of. I don't know. He just he's just (laughs) off-putting. I don't know. I like them better in the second one. Uh, what? How much? The trailer in the trailer part, not the concert praying with everyone on the phone. That's a little over the top. But I Mm. like the in the second one when they when he calls Amy to see what the test results Mm -hmm. are, and she's like, "It's gone. I don't know what to do with myself." And he's like, "But that's what you wanted, you know." Right. Okay. And I thought that acting was a little better than the first one as well. Like that whole that's true thing that was better was a lot better and how everybody who wouldn't know what's being said on the phone they actually reacted to go with it to go they with. they how they would have truly reacted not being able to hear her that's what happened or that's what did or they they did it well oh, okay okay yeah so that scene yeah yeah I agree that scene was pretty good it was a good like a continuation of their relationship from the first one yeah. Uh, I, th- my real problem with it is just like it feels like product placement and the whole, like a a commercial for the newsboys and the concert at the end is the excuse that they give for why all these characters exist and are in, in this movie. One. Yeah, yes. in the first one, we're still talking about the first one. Yeah. I haven't quite moved on. I, I was just, I was talking about the second one. So I was right, right, right. Bye. So the, the the first one, the concert is where everybody interacts in the most like obvious way i guess i think that's the point like the movie the the, what was the one you're that doesn't matter uh your mom was talking about this one that i thought was called under the cross it's called something else though um where they all meet under the cross at the end of the movie and that's kind of what i compare this to (sighs) or what i should compare the other way around but anyway yeah that's it's stupid. The newsboys shouldn't be in the first one. It's dumb. I mean, the whole song "God's Not Dead" and stuff that Is does tie point. together mm-hmm. a little bit. But I, I think it's a little over the top. I will say for the newsboys stuff, mm-hmm. it's a little over the top. It should be just like a celebration at the, like it, the movie's ended technically, and then they go to a concert as a way to kind of have everybody leaving the theater. You know, feeling happy because they, you know, because the the song right. kind of ends it on an emotional high. That would be fine, but but it, it, doesn't it feels really like an excuse. That funny line about they finally can drive the car and now they're being stopped by Christians. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is pretty funny. That's the then that's the excuse for the pastor being there in the first place because right. he's funny. All right. Now the second movie, God's Not Dead Two. Not a light in the darkness. They're, the second one doesn't have... Anyway. When a high school teacher... God's teach, Not Dead 2. Right. God's Not Dead 2. And then they didn't put God's Not Dead 3, a light in the darkness. It's just God's Not Dead, a light in the darkness. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. There was a lot of issues with the marketing for the third one. Mm-hmm. When a high school teacher is asked a question in class about Jesus, her response lands her in deep trouble. <sighs> you wanna, do you want to start this one? you have thoughts on this movie? Um... I like this movie. Not as good as the first one. Okay. Um, it, to me, is a little bit more boring. Why? Because it's similar to the first one. 
But in a real trial. But it's adult, which is just more boring. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Adulthood is more boring than childhood. Right. Sure. So, um, Josh is an adult. Yeah, but you're still, you're not an adult. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. He doesn't think he's an adult. Right. Right. So. I mean, I didn't when I was that age. I probably still don't. I was like, I still don't consider myself an adult. I'm <laughs> a couple months away from 30. So <laughs> I, I just, yeah, I feel yeah, like I could really, sense. you could, I could relate more to the other characters in the first movie than I can to the ones in the second movie. I think that's a lot of it because. That makes sense. Like, my dad and my sister, I think, like, the second movie better than the first movie, but they're both teachers. Mm, mm-hmm. So, so they, they can really relate it. to that. I'm not I'm not going to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. That is not something <laughs> that I was created to do. Uh-huh. Um, unless they're adults that I'm teaching or something, maybe. Right. But, um, so, there are a few things that are really random that I can pick at in the second movie that I don't think I've ever even told you. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you want to do that now? Oh, uh, I can. Well, I kind of wanted to they say... They really what... don't have anything to do with the storyline. Okay. So. I think that should go toward the end just of us talking. Me. Okay. So, I think that the whole impetus for the first one and the second one, really, like the, the spark that sets everything off that starts the story... <laughs> <laughs> She's looking at me like, uh... <laughs> what word did you what? say? Impetus. How many letters? <laughs> <laughs> it's Latin for starting things, probably. Um, imp- imp- <laughs> <laughs> I think it literally is something similar to that, but wow. I don't actually know. Um, but th- 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 these movies would never happen. The The conflict for these are ridiculous. Like, the Professor Radisson would not be allowed to teach and have like and shove his own religious beliefs regardless of what they are regardless of well he did say it was just board. for the class though he's not saying that outside of the class he's just saying we don't he doesn't want to have to go through that curriculum he's going to avoid a certain set of his curriculum and just automatically give you an a for it if you sign this paper mm-hmm. a i feel like a christian would have been in his class before and complained about it or they just said something it. or sure maybe but it seems like he's been doing this for a while and i just feel like this wouldn't have been the thing that cracked him the 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 thing that got him to stop doing that it would i mean in the movie like he had been reported right because it was clearly i mean the advisor knew about it he said you're you don't want to take the class right i suggest this guy or this guy right something else would have happened and it would have and would have prevented Josh even having to go to bat for oh. God in that movie. Like I understand that you, you have to like that had to have happened in order for this movie to happen, but like it's just it doesn't make any sense. Uh, and then it's kind of like the chalk story though, and that did happen. Okay, but was that his he just point? Make, I mean, did I guess make, in the chalk story, he just made the Christians look like an idiot. Right. It wasn't that he. It was part of his class or anything. Yeah. It didn't require, you you weren't supposed to do that in order to get a grade type Mm -hmm. of thing. Uh, And then in the second one, what what happens? She asks a question about if Martin Luther King Jr. like 
uh, had Christian views or something, basically, like comparing. So she compared Martin Luther King Jr. and what he said to something Jesus said in the Bible. Right. And, she, and the. So the teacher is talking about Martin Luther King Jr. Yes. and about like Gandhi. And the student who is having like questions about God just in general in her own life, right? She. And knows that the teacher is a Christian. Right. She asks, isn't that kind of like what Jesus said? And the teacher says, yeah, Jesus said this, that, and the other thing in the Bible and, like, actually quotes it. He goes, the love your enemies. That's kind of what Martin Luther was saying. Right. And that's what, obviously, Jesus says. Right. That makes sense. So, yeah. So she, like, quotes from she the Bible. She quotes the scripture. Right. And and then that's it. Like, it just, like, and then the whole movie is. And this will kind of lead into one of my, my thing that I like to pick at with this movie. Is the kid that texts somebody Text something? Who? They never say who. Random about this. It has to be a parent. I'm okay. guessing he texts his parents. Mm-hmm. Who never. I particularly. Um, I have actually met this guy in real life that plays this part. His name is Spencer Kane, and um, he's a part of Anthem Lights now. He that was him. Yeah. Wow. So. Um, Wait. Is it, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so why I hate this so much <laughs> I get it now is because Spencer who as I just established is in a singing group in mm-hmm. real life is the one that makes the text message and then there's this scene in this movie later at the end where they go to the teacher's house and they sing to her mm-hmm. okay obviously Spencer Kane needs to be in the singing because he is the best singer that they probably have on the whole film. Why in the world would you have Spencer Kane be the one to text the message when he needs to be a focal point and a voice in the singing part? He would not be at that door considering he's the reason the teacher is in trouble in the first place. I just, I've I've never understood that. Like, why was it him? I don't, I don't get it. I mean, we don't get that in the movie. We don't see the face of the person that, Oh, we do. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, you see him. You see who it is. I mean, I because I know him, I probably stood out just a little bit more. But yeah, you, you can him. clearly recognize who the guy is that sent the text message and that he's in the singing. Unbelievable. Yeah. When the, the first time I saw this, I saw this movie twice in theater. When I, the first time I saw Jeez. it, I was like, I don't understand that. What This is the stupidest. Whoever the director was with this, that was just a mistake because there were like 10 different people in that class he could have picked from. Right. He should have picked the girl or something. Literally anyone over else. There. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was just like, that was so dumb. And okay. I kind of thought, I thought that was what you were going for because she mentioned like, oh, that's Spencer Kane. Like that, she acted like that was important, but she wouldn't tell me why uh, before. Oh, when we were watching it. Right. Uh-huh. And then- uh yeah that makes so much sense but then i I thought you were gonna go for the fact that he's in a singing group and he wasn't the lead singer of the whole thing he definitely should have started the singing off too but i think that would have drawn more focus to him and since he sent the text message like i'm saying he shouldn't have been there i mean it was just that's so stupid and he's so much taller than everyone else and they put him like right in the middle Just a complete mishandling. It was of just Spencer not. Kane. Yeah, it was. Just, <laughs> it wasn't well done. That's incredible. And they and the girl that starts singing, she's in a totally different key than they all come in and singing. Right. I mean, they were probably no. They shouldn't have been it recorded have separately. Been, right. It should have all been together. It didn't sound like it changed either. 
like you know one was live and then it switched to an oh, actual right. recording uh-huh. it sounded like it was all the same so i i do not understand that whole singing scene i i mean i it was a it was a nice idea <laughs> more candles as we'll get to right. later i I wrote, I wrote down in my notes more candles even though this is the second one and not the third one <laughs> um but it's just like i that was just a botched it was a good idea they just didn't execute Poorly it quite executed. right yeah mm-hmm. on b but yeah spencer kane part of anthem lights now great and yeah I was he, he wasn't part of anthem lights at the time right he was like no but he was at the 14. vip party i went to the which one the, the viewing party oh, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. The not the viewing party the other thing the album VIP. release party vip so. oh okay mm-hmm. okay i didn't quite hear you right okay um what about gandhi's views why were they not uh offended by gandhi's views <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> they said what gandhi believed everybody knew what Everybody knows that Martin Luther King Jr. was a Christian, right? And they even mentioned that in the movie. And what day is tomorrow? MLK Day? Mm-hmm. Nice. Like it. This probably won't come out until so politically correctness, two weeks from now. But, yeah. We have this whole day set aside for Martin Luther. Mm-hmm. Martin and, Luther King. Yeah. And so... Martin Luther sorry, has his own day. Martin Luther King. Yeah. <laughs> but... There's no issues with that. That's politically correct. Mm-hmm. We have to celebrate totally that. Mm-hmm. And like you said, but he was a Christian. So oh, right. Just, and even the, the, the lady is like, oh, we focus on other things, on his civil rights and whatever. It's like, yeah, his yeah. civil rights came out of his Christianity. Right. And standing up for the fact that he That's believed in the courtroom, that. the right. principal says that. Mm-hmm. She's the principal? Mm-hmm. Okay. Ridiculous. I don't understand that lady. She, like, was she... She was against it, but, like, for no reason. She wasn't an atheist, really. She just was saving face. She was all about being the principal. Okay. All right. I guess so. They didn't really de- develop her character very much. In no. The movie. She's not in it very much. I don't understand. Okay. So, now I just have, like, a bunch of character stuff and kind of... All of my notes for this one are kind of uh, chronological, so if I jump around, that's why. The good lawyer is not a good lawyer. <laughs> He's a bad lawyer. Which is the point. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Why is that the point? Because he the, he's the bottom of the barrel. They, I feel like they established that he was, like, good in, in the beginning. Like, he's good. He was just new. Like, at, at his I mean, he, he to- graduated, like, top of his class. But right, he's exactly. Not, like, he's good. Graduated he's top of the lawyer. class. No. But he's still new figuring it out. No. <laughs> It was the. I felt like all of that stuff was like textbook stuff. Like if you've seen movies, you, <laughs> you know not to lead the witness. You know not to testify yourself. Yeah, but if you've watched like, I've watched nine out of the ten episodes of JAG. Great. Um, they <laughs> sometimes it. lead the witness on purpose just to get the jury to think one way or the other, right, even though they cheating. know it's going to be renamed. That's just how it works. Oh, okay. They have to say the other because the, the juror or the opposition has to say he can't say that. Right. Objection. You okay. Know? Like they do that on purpose. That's a good lawyer that mm. will plant seeds in the jury's brain and see if he can get away with it. Okay. Because even like he says, I want to strike that from the record. The record, mm-hmm. and the judge says you have to, you know, ignore whatever. 
Yeah, ignore everything that Imagine the counselor just said. Imagine ignoring that. Like, I mean, it's still going to be in the back of your mind. You remember that right. that guy was an atheist and now he's a Christian. Because mm-hmm. he went out to prove that God wasn't alive and now he is. Right. So, like, you're, you're not going to forget that. Right. It was said. That makes sense. Even though you're not allowed to use it as part of the evidence. Okay, interesting. They didn't say that. <laughs> no. Uh, he... I understand what you're saying. He just came across to me as a terrible lawyer, like as a real rookie, even though he graduated top of his class. He's still it. making like textbook. I, I liked it because it was like God can use someone very. Then they shouldn't have made him top who, of his class. I don't remember them saying top of his class, so they probably did. Okay. I have seen it a few times, but I don't remember that. He just said, she said, what's the good news? And he goes, I don't like to lose. It's true. He, I just feel like in the, the beginning shot. they they established that he's a good lawyer and then he demonstrated that through like dialogue they established that and then he demonstrated that he was a bad lawyer that makes stupid mistakes all through the thing and just waste time waste my runtime of of the movie that I'm watching <laughs> no okay I don't, I don't I don't feel that way so I just disagree okay all right so. I have a problem in, like, I like the original Spider-Man trilogy, but it annoys me how cartoonishly of a loser Spider-Man is, like Peter Parker. He can't even get, I always say this, he can't even get an odor at a party. Like, they just, he, he grabs it, somebody else takes it for him. He, he grabs a, a drink, and it's it's empty. He, he just whines and mopes, and nothing goes right for him, ever. Not even a little tiny thing. Are you talking about Pastor Dave? Yeah, Pastor Dave is an incredible loser in this movie. And you're just like, oh, he spilled the coffee. And then, like, he somebody. He stubbed his toe first. He stubbed his toe, spills his coffee, gets into, finally gets into the office. And the, what is it? We Reverend can't open Jude. The door. He runs into the door. He can't open the door first. <laughs> I don't remember all the terrible things that happened to him. I mean, but. it's like one after another. I think someone actually spilled their coffee on yes. him by running into yes. him. Yeah. Reverend Jude comes in, and he's like, what happened to you? And he's like, it's not even, like, 9 o'clock in the morning yet. I woke up. He says, I woke up. (laughs) Okay, right, all right. Yeah, so it's not even, it's, yeah. Mm -hmm. It just happens to him. That's just part of his thing in the story. But it it totally goes with the first movie, how he's just moping around, feeling like a lame guy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. But it's like. like, Well, if you want to be this lame guy, I'll I'll definitely. (laughs) I'll help you with that. Cinch that in for you. Mm-hmm. It's just a little over the top. I don't know. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I, I yes. Like it's kind of funny, but it doesn't. It doesn't gel but well. But it's a little with the more annoying the, than funny. Yeah, and it doesn't fit in this world. Like it's supposed to be. Right. Realistic. And, and then, he should have improved after the last one. Mm-hmm. Because there was a reason. That they were delayed. There was a reason that the car didn't start. And there you know? was no reason that the car didn't start. The second car should have started. The the, the reason was he was supposed to be there when the professor oh. died. So the, there was a reason nothing started. Because they were supposed to be delayed. Why? Well, I feel like at least they should have had like an angel character or something. Like intentionally doing things as kind of like a plot device to just explain all the stupidity that ends up happening. Well, I think movies. it just kind of is explained at the end. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, like, I feel like together. I was I was meant to be here today to share the gospel with you or whatever. Yeah. 
as you're dying on the on the street. And and the, yeah, because that car could have killed you instantly. Mm-hmm. But he did. Right. That's the other so. thing about I think the first and the second movie really that uh, yeah yell at an atheist and then when he gets hit by a car, <laughs> have him say the sinner's prayer and everything will be fine. Like I that if you came away with that like this is what the movie is trying to tell me impression you, you, I wouldn't say you were really that wrong you know yell at an atheist and then he gets and then he'll die <laughs> but he'll go to heaven because he'll be open to accepting Jesus at the end hmm. it's just a weird like muddled message it was kind of weird I I was very shocked the way the first one ended when I like the first time I watched it, mm-hmm. I couldn't believe. Like I was not. I think I rolled my eyes when he all. when he got launched over that car. I'm like, he's really gonna die, and somebody's gonna say right, the sinner's yeah, prayer the, with the him. And the rain. I'm sorry. I hate fake rain. Uh huh. It's just. I think like it's, they can't do something to make it look more natural. I mean, it's just always no. pouring buckets, and mm-hmm. I just uh, no. My thing about the rain that started in that scene was like, really, it's. Like I I know something bad's gonna happen. It was now. completely like, sunshining so and nice too. Five minutes before right. that, so and just to just set like, the scene. <laughs> all of a sudden, oh, we gotta turn on the rain. Yeah, yeah. So it's just I oh, felt like the dumb. rain was a little unnecessary. And then in the second one, this is kind of like in both movies. The reporter, no, do we know anyone's names? Like I intentionally looked up Pastor Jude's name, and that was the only one. I can't remember the reporter's Amy. Okay, Amy. Right. All right. So. <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, Amy. I right. just I said that earlier. <laughs> so Amy has cancer in the first one. And then in the second one. And, and she, gets saved at the end and she as gets well saved. with the newsboys. Right. And then she doesn't have it in the, beginning the of the second one. one. Right. She just finds out the beginning that she does not have it. Right. So again, kind of a weird message. Accept Jesus and he'll cure your cancer. It's well, not I really liked, what happens. I really liked how... Every time, anyway. That was one thing I liked about the first movie when I saw it originally, not knowing they were coming out with more, mm-hmm. was that she wasn't cured of cancer, like, there on the spot. It's true. I appreciated that they left that up to possibility of she might not. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, it had it changed because of the second movie. Right. Um, but that was also one of the things that I really liked about the, the first one when I watched it originally. That they, they didn't it wasn't like crazy over the top, and Dean Kane didn't get saved at the end either, after the whole God moment with his Alzheimer's right. mom. That like was at he, least a good ending to his. Yeah, arc. he. Yeah. I mean, I always my personal ending for Dean Kane is that he dro- he died that day, and didn't go to heaven. That's how I feel like when the way he throws the phone into his chair and then all of a sudden like peels off. It just, it always makes me think that he got in some major car accident. After, after talking his, to his mom? Yeah. Hmm. He leaves there and he gets the text, God's not dead, from Mina. Oh, right. Because mm-hmm. she's at the concert. Hmm. And then he just, disgusted, throws his phone over in his chair and peels off. And I always just think that he, sports car crash, Interesting. like, dies. That's just always been my personal ending for his story. Interesting. It's kind of a dark ending. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. It is. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, you know what? He, we didn't really me, talk about like, how their really characters end up. 100% chooses. To be an atheist. To be 
against God. Mm -hmm. And so that's, I mean, yeah, whether he died right there in a car crash or not, he lived the rest of his life as an atheist. Yes. It was like he had, he had decided and there was no going back. Right. Okay. Let's just quick check. Mina had a character arc of like finding, instead of like finding her worth in her boyfriend, she found her worth, I don't know, in In herself and God. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, she became her own person and focused on God. That that's good. And got out of an unhealthy relationship. Right. Very unhealthy. Yeah. Professor Radisson. Terrible. Professor Radisson and the and Amy both got saved. Yes. So that was their arc. Uh, Josh had a whole hero's journey. That's great. Um, and the thing about Professor Radisson mm-hmm. and Amy, it was kind of like the cancer had an opposite effect on Amy than it did on Professor Radisson, which I thought was interesting. What was that? She had cancer. She got saved. Whereas Professor Radisson's mom got cancer and he was like, forget God. Oh, interesting. So it was like the opposite takes on Mm -hmm. how that could actually work out. Right. And all things work together for good kind of thing. Interesting. That is very interesting. I mean, and if you really want to go into it, and, you know, you, you think some things are unrealistic or whatever, but like Pastor Dave says to Josh in the first one, he says, how many of those kids in your class do you think will actually step foot in a place like this? Talking about the church. Right. And he says, none of them. So because Radisson's mom got cancer and died, he hated God. Right. Which made him be the way he is in this class, which made... Josh then defy him and get to share the gospel with the class. Mm -hmm. And some of them got saved through it. So had his mom never died with cancer, those kids probably would have never got saved. And he did end up getting saved before he died. Right. So. Which should, which means that that should have been the A story and a bunch of the other stuff should have got cut. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Because the movie you just pitched to me was pretty good. Which is one another reason that I really like the movie because it's a great example of how in our lives we can't see the whole picture. Right. Like his mom died of cancer. He doesn't understand why. But in the end, God really did turn that to, for good. Just mm-hmm. like the scriptures say. All things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Right. A bunch of people got saved because of it. I always think it's interesting that 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 verse says for just for like people who love God, but really it's we people take that as for everybody, like it works together for all of humanity. Right. That's just an interesting interesting thought. I don't know. Hmm. Like I feel like. I feel like it's a pretty well, it safe says those bet who love anyway. God and are called according to his purpose. So there could be a few people out, like there are definitely are people out there who are called, but haven't answered. Right. Like they don't necessarily love God, but he has a purpose for them. There you go. Like, so it. that would be professor Radisson in this, <laughs> in this instance. Right. Okay. That's cool. I like it. Uh, I do like that. Amy's, like she is cured of cancer and she isn't automatically like I'm a Christian I love God blah 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 right exactly she's not just on fire for God immediately she's like well now what <laughs> like, right now uh, I she is she needed God because she was sick 
Right. And once she wasn't sick, she's like, well, do I need God? And did he really exist in the first place? And now she has to choose God without that, like, time clock and without that pressure and without that, uh, you know, underlying, uh, what do you call that? Uh, when, you have a, when you have a motive that's not, like... You're the word guy. Ulterior motive. So without that ulterior motive of, hey... I need God to cure my cancer, and that's why mm-hmm. I believe. Like, that's not my main reason, but in the back of my head, it is it's kind of my main reason. Right. So it's definitely the what pushed me over. Right. So I like that a lot. That yeah. That's gone now, and now she has to go on the search for faith and herself. Which is how the whole second movie's plot kind of mm-hmm. ties into her story and what the point of it is and why she's there. That now, is she a Christian in the third one? Second one, I'm talking about the second one. Right. Wait, wait, wait. She's not. In Say the that third again. One. Is she? It ties into her story. Her story. Yeah. The rest. The plot of the second movie ties into her story and helps her determine what she's going to believe and why. Because she follows the trial and Melissa. I'm going to call her Melissa. I don't know what her real name is or her character name. Um. <laughs> is that her? Wait. Melissa is her it character might be her name real from name, something actually. else. Yeah, is it? I think Melissa is actually her real name. Okay, go real. ahead. I don't know. Um, I'll look the up. main character, the blonde teacher, mm-hmm. she Wait. Mm-hmm. is inspiring to her and helps her see why. Yeah, that's she her real name. Love God. Melissa. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, yeah. so the second, the second movie's like main plot influences her and her like journey toward God. Is that what you're yes, saying? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Sorry if I didn't articulate I, that very well. There was, yeah. Too many hers. And too many me. too many things going out at the same time. <laughs> and, yeah, okay. I was like, we have some technical difficulties for a second there, but I feel like we hit it well. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Pat Boone is in this movie, just just saying. Like, I was like. Just a little fact for you. I, Snapple fact. I didn't. <laughs> I did dollars. not recognize him. It was really weird for me. Uh, looking at IMDb later and just going, oh, He's wow. Like, Did you know that? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. He was like, who's Pat Boone? I was like, oh, never mind. Uh, no, I was like, he was like, the, he's the guy. He's the gold guy. The guy like, yeah, buy gold so that when the dollar crashes, you have gold and you can trade with your blocks of gold. It's a dumb plan. But anyway, uh, so he in this movie is like, the most basic human right is to know Jesus I just think that's really, that's your most basic human right. Like, I don't disagree, but like. Well, I like it because it kind of shows that the whole point of um, at least America and the way that it was established is you have the right to believe in God. That's like. Right. You have the right to believe in whatever you want to believe in. Bottom line. That's the. And don't bother other people about it. Right. Or it's supposed to be. Right. Well, so, not bother, but, like, don't persecute other people right. about religion. So yeah. so I kind of feel like he's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I feel like the most basic human right is life. <laughs> and you're not going to believe in God mm-hmm. if you're dead. You already I know. know, you, know the, you don't have to technically the basic right of life. God gives you life. Right, 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 right. But, huh? No, God, but God gives us all of our human rights, like, we get all of our rights from him, not the government, not from ourselves. So, like, 
nobody has the right to kill you. Therefore, it's your human right to live and not be killed by someone else. Okay. So I feel like, and I feel like that comes before knowing Jesus because you have to be alive in order for that to be a question. Because if you're dead, you already know the answer. I think that's just implied. He said the most basic human right. (laughs) You're not human if you're dead. Well, that's a theology question. I'm just saying. Because I feel like you're still... It doesn't require that much thought. What doesn't require that much thought? You're just overthinking the line. No, he said the most basic human right. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Okay. It was something that struck me, that hit me in the side of the head, and I'm like, it's not me overthinking it. It's not my fault, okay? Okay. <laughs> it agree just like, disagree. whack, right in the middle, right, in the, right between the eyes. And I'm just like, that, what? <laughs> what did he, what did Pat Boone just say? That makes no sense. <laughs> you have to be alive before the- He has some of the, the best lines, too. All right. I'm going to say so. What's, an, what's a good line that he has? I like his um, teacher line. What's the teacher line? You should know this better than all people. The teacher is always quiet during the tests. That is a good. That is a good line. That's very like fortune cookie, like Rafiki or Yoda would say that or something. You know, <laughs> like yes, yeah. All right, I like it. All right, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's and one of my favorite things needed. about the third movie. We're talking about the second movie, but yes. the third movie. That's one of the things that I liked about it was. Someone not being able to hear God and then being able to hear God. So that kind of ties in with that. Right. Okay. For me. Interesting. Um, And uh, to be fair, he does deliver the line well and it works in the scene because like that's exactly what she needed to hear. And mm-hmm. it's not like over the top or anything. It wasn't right. like it was unsolicited uh, fortune cookie advice. It was like what she needed. So right. that was good. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Just. But when you said it, it kind of hit me as a out of context cookie, you know, fortune cookie thing. So I, I was just like, "Dude," when that he said good. that the first time. That was that good. I heard it. What do you think about the news people in this in in these movies? Because I, I, I think they're very over the top. All of the news, the news anchors, reporters, and all the little clips on the TV mm-hmm. with the interviews and stuff. Right. The reporters are always like these terrible Christians and. Blah blah blah. They're the real threat. Well, they did have a couple people that were on the Christian side. That yeah, were the people that like were making all these. No, there was a there was a specific. There's a specific scene in one of them where one of the people out of like the three or four that are on the screen is clearly a Christian because their facial expressions are like, "How dare you say that about Christians?" Interesting. But they never say anything, which is kind of like when the picketing when the Christians aren't saying anything. And all the Ugh. non-Christians are, like, screaming. Ugh. More on that later. I hate it. But, um, honestly, I appreciate it because I feel like it's very realistic to what I see on TV. Really? <laughs> yes. Okay. I mean, not always not specifically about Christians, like, but, yeah. like, Republicans and Democrats going at each other. It's exactly Oh, absolutely. The same. But you're allowed to attack Republicans or uh, Democrats, depending on what side you're on. Right. Well, you but should be not... able to attack Christians in the same way. I mean, it shouldn't, should. it shouldn't matter. They're all the same. You shouldn't be attacking each other like that, period. Okay, right. But no, I'm just saying as a realistic type of, th- like, going for realism, it's not. I don't feel like any news anybody is allowed to just say Christians are the bad guys like we're allowed to say that about like uh, I feel like that would totally happen 
Okay. I just don't believe that. Like, we're allowed to say that about, like, uh, extremist Muslims on TV because they have AK-47s whenever they're on camera, you know? But, like... But then, but people will get mad at you for that, too. Sure. Mm-hmm. Which is the same with Christianity, so... I, mm-hmm. I feel like it's not that far-fetched. I feel like it's very <laughs> realistic, sadly. Okay. I feel like they're at least more veiled with it. They're not just, like, Christians are the... the Venom in our society or whatever. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So uh, that's a little bit of a problem that I have with the news. <laughs> there was this one deleted scene where they had somebody testify. It was like the third or fourth person testify. Like there, a, there were a couple of people they took out. Right. And they put it. I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen that. I, I remember that guy from the actual movie. He was in. He was on a TV in one of the scenes, like right. in the background. I was like, that's a good. That was a good choice to move him from. Like front this and center, whole long scene. Yeah, in the courtroom to, to a just three second clip on TV. Screen. Exactly in the background. That was that was great. The car guy came back. That was kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wait, have we seen, seen you before? before? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did dinner theater, and now I work here instead. I did dinner theater here, mm-hmm. then I work in the mornings. That that gig didn't the work tuna's out. Tuna's melt. I wonder why that other gig didn't work out. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that car. <laughs> yeah, I just like that he came back. That was funny. Um, I want to know how he got the car back they in the truck Who and stuff. Huh? Like, to, yeah, to get rid of it. That Which? he brought back the next day the same exact car. Ridiculous. Don't lie to me. I'm a minister. <laughs> Look, lying to people is bad enough. Lying to an ordained minister <laughs> just played terrible. I forget what exactly. Something like that. So, that's very close. <laughs> uh, there's a part where he's like, "Better chance of getting struck by lightning, huh?" Because he says that mm-hmm. about getting chosen for jury to be on duty. the jury. Yeah, and then there's a lightning crack right after he delivers yeah. that line, and I'm like, "That's perfect." It's so yeah. over the top and cheesy, but if you're not like watching for it i feel like you could miss it like in the theater like people there's other like mm-hmm. stimuli around With you the fact you're not that the paying attention is... yeah it's just so great i it's so dumb but for yep. some reason i loved it right. so much it goes a lot with the third movie that he liked uh-huh that's true. And it, 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 I feel like it goes with Pastor with, Dave, too. I feel like you like him a lot. It goes with Pastor Dave exactly. He he's the comic relief and I don't know. I, he He's just uh, he he's charismatic, and so I like his character. That's yeah. great. Uh, the sermon subpoena thing starts halfway through the movie, and you're just like, wait, is this another A storyline? Like, is this another main conflict that's gonna be a I big will thing? Say, the first time I watched this movie, I didn't even understand that whole storyline. Like, I didn't even get what was going on. Mm-hmm. I think I I think same. Yeah. Um. Maybe. Like, especially the pastor's luncheon that they have later on. Mm-hmm. I did not understand what they were even talking about. When he brings the manila envelope that doesn't have anything in it, and the guy's like... Well, it has a letter saying right, why he's but not it's, do it. it's not right. like he doesn't have a bunch all of, of his papers sermons. thick or whatever. Mm-hmm. I semi-felt like, oh, maybe that's what they were saying. Like, that's kind of... It odd, didn't but quite It did click. not... They, they didn't deliver that well, I don't think, because it was it was just very confusing. You're not expecting an A storyline to happen in the middle of Act Two. Okay, well, I guess that makes sense. 
And so they started it right in the middle where it's too late for a new A storyline for this movie. And it's too early for something that we're going to tease for the next movie. That's my problem with this. Okay. It's like it starts at the wrong spot. Like if it's a... Uh, for the next movie and then... Hmm? Doesn't happen. Right. And, uh, like the end oh, credit scene kind of... if you're watching ma- the second one, stay for the after credit scene. There's an after credit scene. Because they didn't tell me until after I went twice to the theater that it was there. Oh so gosh. I left before it. What? Time. A disaster. So, so mad. I was like, I'm not going to see this again. Disappointed! <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Sarbo. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that's him, right? I... Yeah. Yeah. Professor mm-hmm. Radisson played Hercules, and that's just the the clip that has survived on the, the internet. Years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Disappointed. So he, yeah. There's an after credit scene that leads into the next movie, and then it's completely dropped. Anyway, we'll get there. Uh, yeah, I said I said that she quoted the, the whole thing. The whole beginning of it is just stupid. I don't know why I have that twice in my list. More product placement. The man, the myth, and the messiah is what she gives, the book that she gives the rookie lawyer. Oh, yeah. And, like, the producer wrote that or something. What was the product placement in the first one? The product placement. Just the Newsboys. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I know they made this movie, but, like, okay, shut up. (laughs) Well, there's definitely a clear product placement in the third one. Okay. What is it? Just so we don't forget. Toyota. Okay, interesting. It's very blatant. Okay. I don't feel like they would have gotten paid for that. I feel like they probably did that on they, accident. I mean, they no, they literally show the key fob up close with the symbol on it. They show the car. They talk about the Prius like 10 different times. Wow. It is a big deal. Wow. Ridiculous. I was like, if this isn't product placement, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> you would not do that. Wow. Incredible. Yeah, so that was that was stupid. I I don't like product placement in the first place, but when it's a Christian movie doing it, I'm like... I didn't mind. I don't mind the It's even Toyota. worse for me. Really? Well, you have a Prius. Well, that's that's not why. I just... I, hey, if they can make a little bit of money or support the film by getting oh, sure. a sponsor, that's fine. It wasn't annoying the way that they put it in there. Right. I guess that's true. Point. That's like, true. Like, if, if you can just kind of, like, fit it in natural, that's fine. But sometimes mm-hmm. in... Um, uh, so like early seasons of NCIS or like white collar, they're advertising a car and they do show stupid features of it and like make it part of the scene and it's just awkward. It's, it's a like, whole commercial. What is the whole point of this? Right. This has nothing to do with the show. Mm-hmm. Clearly, this car sponsored. You know. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, you weren't even convinced that they sponsored it. So. Right. I, I like the. So fact that would have been good product placement. Yeah. I agree. That's good. Um. The. <laughs> The seed kid, like I don't know if she's a seed. Kid. I don't know what all. I don't. I wasn't a part of the seed era, but like the kid, the 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 girl, the blonde girl with the the hair and the the blue hair and the Egyptian eyeliner oh, and the the alternate dark lipstick or whatever. Mm-hmm. The alternate, like her. <laughs> uh, I think it would have been telegraphed to me pretty well anyway, even if I hadn't kind of seen the movie before. Like, I was in and out of the room the first time that I saw uh, And then you missed her first entrance when we watched it this time because you were writing notes down. I'm like, you just missed something. Okay, right. But I feel like it would have been telegraphed to me anyway that, 
she's important. She's going to get switched out for the once once uh, Pastor Dave starts having his yeah, appendicitis problems. Yeah, I definitely pegged that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, wow. And great. it also pegged that they were trying to make, like, I felt that she was very obvious. That she was going to end up being good for the jury. Okay. Like, I didn't I, get that. See, I well, first time I watched it, I'm like, she's going to be the alternate juror when he can't do it for some reason. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to think it's horrible, but obviously she's going to make it good she's probably gonna be the whole reason that it was okay right which is i wasn't sure how they were gonna tie it in right but then with the tattoo at the end or whatever right you were seeing the whole uh the whole picture whereas i I was just like like, i saw the next step interesting i felt like it was very uh, that's just what i remember it might have been the second time i saw it not the first but either way i was just like should have been obvious either way yeah yeah, uh, I just when I saw the cross tattoo on her neck when she left at the end, it was I just was like just the lightning like... crack again. <laughs> no, I I heard uh, Kevin just go, "It's Christian." <laughs> I bet you he made that joke in his review of this movie. I <laughs> yeah, so I was just like, really, really, like it's such a dumb twist. Uh, was that supposed to add suspense? Like, was that supposed to be suspenseful? Like, oh, no, Her the character. obviously atheist-looking kid is the Yeah, alternate. I don't know. That's why I, that's why I was like, obviously she's going to be good because they're, like, pitting her to be not good. Right. So you just saw straight through Yeah, it. I was just like, this is dumb. Yeah, didn't. Okay, so I, I guess. I love the fact that she's so over the top. I think that was cool. Like, I didn't mind that at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought it was pretty like over the, the top I like and ridiculous. I like the purple hair and the purple lips mm-hmm. that was cool. unbelievable i think she had blue hair it, was it different like different it could colors? have been different every time who knows yeah i don't know oh yeah it was pink and blue lips because it was like blue on the outside pink in the middle right that makes sense um during the movie i wanted to go objection the forensic investigator is not allowed to 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 read scripture in a public forum because <laughs> he he's like Oh, yeah, there's this uh, – he asks him to prove the whole – so the Darth Vader, the over-the-top bad guy uh, lawyer, This uh, for some reason I dubbed him that during the movie. <laughs> um, why did I do that? Because he's just so over-the-top and I already knew that. So when he first came in, I just started going – Which uh, – Susan thought was funny at the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have a smile on my face. I guess you can't hear that. You can't that, hear but. that. But, um, <laughs> so Darth Vader is like, okay, prove that the four gospel, <clears throat> excuse me, the four gospels have this like unintentional, like, why are you shaking your head? Because it's it? not Darth Vader that asks him. Oh, it's not? It's, it's, yeah, it's the good guy. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. It's part of their defense. He's trying to prove that God is real. Still. Okay. But if I know when when he gets the Bible, that's what you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so it's the it's the good it's lawyer. It's part of that... the yeah, part of their planned line of questioning. Okay. Well, then I just explained my whole Darth Vader joke for n- no reason. <laughs> also, just so that that whole thing has a point. <laughs> the bad guy's very over the top. Like the guy even has one of those faces that is just like this guy's just evil and mean and terrible. Like he's, it's perfect. They cast him. Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> they cast him in um, 
that Dr. Pepper commercial as the guy who... In prison. Yeah, the guy in, in the prison. In orange jumpsuit. Right, and he just delivers one line. Hello, Sheriff. And you're just like, this is the most evil person to ever exist, ever. <laughs> just from that one line. It's like the Cheshire Cat. He's got that smile. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's it's great in the commercial because he's supposed to be over the top. It's a commercial. But it's just like, oh, he's like, and this is another like atheist that, that hates of, everything. It would take that kind of lawyer, though, to actually go through everything he did in order to even get them to be sued in the first place. Not really. I don't think so. It could just be a lawyer doing their job. I guess. I guess. But there was no reason to do it. Unless someone actually had a vendetta against Christianity. Because they had to pursue the parents to even sue her in the first place. I thought the parents. No one was suing. I thought the parents were suing. Only because he told them to. He came and said, Will you please sue her? That's what they were doing at the. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought they were like looking at different. It, it came across to me like they were looking at different lawyers and no. then he just ended up being the one. No, he's he like, because his, their daughter isn't <clears throat> even the one who reported, as we mentioned, it was right. Spencer Crane, but <sighs> um, reported the issue in the first place. Right. And so once they found out about it, he's she like, didn't even he's care. like, I think Nobody that cared. he figured that that was, he probably had been to a bunch of different parents' house. To see if they would do it, and everyone's like, no. Interesting. And then he talked them into doing it because they were the kind of people that he, his well, words. Well, it was her, it was their daughter. And so that's true, They probably too. didn't. I mean. He was probably, uh, he probably went but straight she, to them. And, but the daughter clearly didn't want anything to do with it. So. She didn't care. <laughs> she opposite. Right. She's the reason that the teacher got in trouble in the first place, so she definitely didn't want to sue. Right. So I don't, I, I believe that he was definitely hunting them interesting out, searching them out right okay that's because like they, you know they had the contract ready and everything they're like here <laughs> you know uh, we're prepared for this so we talked you into doing over it. the top yeah yeah okay so so your bible scene that's what you were talking about mm-hmm. i don't know it was just that's what i wanted to say i feel like that was a really long way of just saying that i had said a funny thing while we were watching it like the <laughs> <laughs> Talk later. uh objection He's not allowed to. Uh, it's just another reason why this movie wouldn't happen. Like, and maybe also just the idea of keeping God out of schools is just stupid because. But that's what they do. Right, I know. So maybe it's not really uh, like something wrong with the movie. It's just something wrong with America, the country, <laughs> right? Uh, that we still swear on Bibles. Like, how much are um, you going to... I just... The first time I saw that, I was like, please let there be a buckle there. Because they don't show... <laughs> Anybody That really until the... After that scene when he says, can I have your... Can I borrow the Bible? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Which right. he would have just been sworn in on. Right. Not sworn in, but like... Do you say sworn in as a witness? I think yeah. you do say that. Okay. I just wanted yeah. to make sure. Because, I mean, and then they show Melissa's character... Being sworn in with her hand on the Bible. Right. Oh, so. see, that's good filmmaking. Not mm-hmm. uh, showing the Bible before. It's yeah. like, that's And then good. he was like, can I borrow your Bible? I, I loved that. That was one of my favorite scenes in the whole thing when I saw it the first time. Right. Nice. Maybe it's not good filmmaking because you're supposed to like, stuff's not supposed to come out of nowhere, but it's not annoying and it doesn't give it away. So it's like I feel everybody like knows that it's supposed to be there. Right. So. Right. It didn't really come out of nowhere. Right. Good. Good, good. I like it. Yeah, so that was like, 
yeah, I guess it was more of a commentary on our country rather than a commentary on the movie. Just mm -hmm. that's so stupid. Like we're allowed to have a Bible and read from it in court and swear on the Bible in court, but we're not allowed to quote it in a school. Okay, whatever. It's just yeah. Yep. Unfortunately, where we're at. Okay, we mentioned the candles. Oh, see, so the atheist, <laughs> the atheist yelling outside of the courthouse. You like this? I didn't. Why did you like this? Oh, uh, I liked it just because I feel like Christians usually take a more passive approach. I'm not saying all Christians do because they definitely don't. There are exceptions, um, but. I appreciated the fact that they were, I mean, they were drawing a very obvious line. It mm -hmm. wouldn't have been as bad as it really, they showed it in the movie, which is another candle scene. But, um. <laughs> I can't wait till we get the candle scene. Candle, be... Everyone's like, what are they talking about a candle? Uh -huh. um, Maybe they've seen all three. But they, they were, talking about. yeah. Um, but they, the fact that they were sitting there in silence, they weren't being obnoxious. They weren't antagonizing them. Mm -hmm. They weren't being jerks they were just literally sitting there peacefully with their little i love god signs or whatever mm -hmm. proving their point right and the fact that they had the atheists there or the people against god or whatever who, who whatever they were supposed to be atheists coming back at them just saying you're wrong you're bad blah, 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 with all these angry faces i feel like that's how it is being a christian sometimes being those peaceful people just minding their own business not doing anything to hurt anybody but being attacked for no reason mm -hmm. so i think that's why i appreciated it i'm not saying it was realistic at all i'm not mm -hmm. saying it was necessarily the best thing but i didn't hate it because i feel like that's what okay i feel like showed. that's it was way overblown definitely over the top just just, and the fact that all the atheists were gone at the end when they came out with the results. <laughs> that was weird. Because the whole crowd that. was saying, God's not dead. Right. He's surely alive. Wow. Yeah, where were they before? I don't hmm? know. Instead, of, instead, it was a crowd of atheists, and now it's a crowd of Christians just like that yeah. for no reason. I mean, there was a crowd of Christians with the atheists, but yeah, the they? fact that they weren't were like intertwined anymore. It kept growing. Okay. The the more days the trial went on, the more people were. All right, then the moms came in or whatever, <laughs> and like yeah, yeah, uh, took second. I think it was shift. supposed to be a lot more people than it really was because they just didn't have all those people to show. Interesting. Like they were trying to make it. The atheists would have gotten tired. Is all I'm saying. Oh yeah, I mean, the fact that they yeah <laughs> they were all yelling, yelling over each other, like just screaming at them. Yeah, it, that was just yeah like, dumb. Like possessed by the devil or something. <laughs> no head cannon. No cheating. Um, don't take that and run with it. Uh, feeling, okay, so your favorite thing about it, about her, that was in this movie, right? She was feeling close to God, or is that the third no, that's one? that's the third one. All right, we're going to keep that for the third one. I feel like she had to testify against herself in this movie, and she didn't, but, like, in real life, that doesn't happen. I don't know if that's... Well, it was weird, because he says, I'd like to call whatever her real name is, but, but Melissa to the stand. Grace. And it was like, she's like, do I have to? And the judge was like, yeah. Right. Because it like, was her counsel uh, 
Right. And she had elected to have them be the person for them. Mm -hmm. So if it's your lawyer, then does it, your lawyer can make you testify against yourself? That's what it looks like. Because the other people definitely couldn't. Right. I feel like. Not that they. Isn't that an amendment? It's been a long time since fifth grade. Oh, I have no idea. I, I do not know the. Okay. I feel like that's a thing. Maybe the your own lawyer making you do it. I could it. see through that, too. It like a th- the first time I watched it, when he called her up there, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, he, absolutely. Everybody you knows that see, this is going to yeah, be Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, like, commando, like, suited up for it and whatever I do beforehand. love the transformation, though. It's very cool. And the fact that he talks about the shoes multiple times. Mm-hmm. Was it the same nice shoes? shoes? No, he says, nice shoes, sarcastically, the first time. And then when he comes in the suit at the very end, when he, he wins, actually has the nice shoes, Darth Vader guy says, <laughs> "Nice shoes." Right. Okay. Like you won. Interesting. The last thing I have written down is great gamble. It worked. It might not have worked, but it did. But in at the, the point, but at the point they were in, it was worth. I mean, they had, they were gonna lose either way. Right. They were already gonna Possibly. lose. So, bada bing, a bada boom. Yep. Hey everybody, Editing Gabe from the future here. How's it going? We're going to cut the episode right there and come back to God's Not Dead 3 next time. Go to at BargainBinPod on Twitter. The reason that this whole thing is getting split into two is because I put up a poll there and 10 loyal listeners voted on that and they said you should split it up into two and not make it a two and a half hour episode so if you want to be a part of decisions like that go to at bargain bin pod the next poll is going to be should i put the next episode uh god's not dead three up as just the next episode next week or as an episode later in the week and then do something else on uh next monday so go to at bargain bin pod to be a part of those decisions you can follow me at Gabe in the Box on Twitter. You can follow Susan at Prov31Susan only on Twitter. <laughs> I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. Check out Weird Name Books on YouTube. I was just on my buddy Bagel Gabe's podcast along with Gabe Miller. We talked about movies and then we talked about music. Uh, there's two different episodes because we talked forever. Sound familiar? Um <laughs> So uh, if you like this podcast, you will like that. Also, check out my latest video on YouTube. It's about the snap from Infinity War that no one talks about. All those links will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.